All right. How are you? Doing great, man. How about yourself? Good. Good, man. I got we we both barely made it. I think I went live like eight 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 p.m. fifty nine seconds. I was hitting the live button. So <laughs> I that time. What you drinking? This is um, Appalachian Mountain Brewery. Ooh, that actually blonde. That sounds pretty good. It sounds like a good summer beer. Yeah, it's it's like you know what? It's like a, you can just look at it. It looks like yeah. a nice spice beer, but it's yeah. like a, it's a very hoppy, yeah, like IPA spice yeah. beer. Which is strange. I really don't like IPAs at all. I could care less. I like a good bitter beer, but too much hops is too much hops. I'm too much of a beer snob to agree with the hipsters these days. Yeah. Well, I was drinking PBR before hipsters were even a thing, man. Yeah, PBR, man. I got some stories about that. Same. I can't drink it anymore because all the hippies took it over. But I used to drink, when I was still doing beer, I liked the double IPAs just because they were so strong. I mean, I could tolerate the bitterness. But you get a, a four-pack of IPAs that's like 12 point. Five, twelve point six, something like that, dude. You're doing all right. It can be. <clears throat> What's up, Ashley? I see some people joining here. How's it going, guys? I'm drinking. Uh, so I can't get enough kombucha lately. Oh, yeah. but it's I can only do the fruit ones. This one's a uh, pink lady apple. Okay. Well, they're not. As some kombucha is pretty cool, but it's like they're fermented, and mm. it's funny. I remember there was a thing recently, cause, you know, because my young kids and stuff in school, there was a whole thing like no kombucha in school because kids would be getting fucking toasted up, dude. There's a little alcohol in them. They were afraid of kids drinking too much kombucha and getting drunk at school. I don't think <laughs> there's alcohol in these, though. There's got to be. I mean, it's fermented. I know it's fermented. I'm gonna have to check because I drink this shit at work. <laughs> well, it's such a. Trust me. You, you're fine. Like yeah. Yeah, you're a grown boy. I think you've had a couple beers in your life. Well, cause yeah, a few. Um, <laughs> but I remember that was a big thing. This was a decade or so ago. Remember when they banned mouthwash? Like when Listerine came out with like the Kool and everything. Cause I used to have alcohol in yeah. it. They well, that's that was always a thing. I remember even back in the day from when I was in like. High school, you know, when I went away and stuff, they were talking, you know, we weren't allowed to have um, no mouthwash with alcohol, you know, even uh, it was all contraband stuff. Yeah, but the alcohol was a thing because the kids used to get drunk, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, shaving cream, if they had the little tabs on the bottom, none of that because you could huff the gas and stuff. Like, it's, it's funny, like cheap tricks. I never knew what that, I guess that's, was it a song? Cheap, cheap thrills, something like that. But cheap just, thrills. Yeah, yeah, good. Like, but cheap tricks, man. Like, I've seen some crazy shit, dude. Just for just for even like a 30, 60 second won't won't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's you know, I'm not gonna get into that stuff. Yeah, it's a little too. Well, I can't find you know, my. When, you, when you're cracking open uh, shaving cream for a high, I think it's time to check in. Yeah. Weirdness <laughs> <laughs> to the. Um, Spray air you'd use for computers and shit. Yeah. Anyway. Certainly. Well, look at you. You're looking fancy, man. I appreciate you combing your hair and putting on a Hawaiian shirt for me. Yeah. Uh, this is one of my favorite Hawaiian shirts. The the, the ladies like it. Everybody oh. likes it. Cause you don't expect a guy like me to walk around with a pink Hawaiian shirt. But I love it, though. Yeah. I'm wearing a purple tie. There you go. Purple's good, though. Purple and black oh. is always good. Yeah. Combo. Well, you know, that's what I always say, too. You know, it, it, it's like, oh, you know... Call me a little feminine, if you will, but at the same time, you gotta, hey man, certain things look good, certain things look good, certain things are pretty. The, you know, there's nothing to be ashamed about. I like pink, I like purple, I like this color, I like that color. Who's to determine what the hell you like? You know and what I mean? Yeah, no, I totally agree, and I've had this conversation before, and I think you'll agree, I know you'll agree, I think, but it almost doesn't even matter what you're wearing. Then look at a person and tell that if they're totally confident and committed to what they're doing, it doesn't matter yeah. what it they just have that cool vibe to them to where it's like, you, you know what I mean? It's like you respect what yeah. they're doing. They look good, whatever they're doing, whatever they're wearing. There's also another angle to that as well. I remember even when, as a youth, you know, we were a little troublemakers sometimes. We would intentionally wear crazy stuff, you know, just like, come on, say something. You know, yeah. this, this is why I came out here. <laughs> and I'm I not going to stop with you, but, yeah. <laughs> thing, man, it was like, yeah, you try you to be. Yeah. Same, dude. That's funny. No one. Nah, that's right. No one thinks they're feminine, Mike. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, <laughs> Bigfoot. Hey, you got to check out his page. He's pretty good. He's got a good thing going on, too. He, his uh, 
Uh, he promotes a page called 50 Watt. means, you know, 50 years old, life don't have to end. You know, he does a lot yep. of cool things. Uh, free diving, surfing, all that sort of yeah. stuff. And I wrote down his handle. Hey, Bigfoot, and give me a follow, man, so I can follow you back. Hey, Lisa, thank you. I wrote his handle down, but just in case. That, heck, yeah, yeah man. Yeah, he's the same vibe like a lot of our whole crew is involved yeah. with, like, you know, staying positive and uh, keep moving forward. And yeah. Shit doesn't have to end. You know what I'm saying? There's always new beginnings. There's always, all, you know, things to look forward to. Yeah. Always, man. If 50 is the new 40, 40 is the new 30, doesn't matter, man. Um, I got my yeah. mom here. Yo, yeah. So, I mean, shit, she stays young, too. It really doesn't matter. Like, the age thing is the number, so I dig that, man. Always learning. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny how I, you, we get older, and it's like, I like to learn now. Oh, I, you know, yeah, dude. Like, uh, you love to experience and, and do new things. It's funny, man. I, I, I didn't hate school when I was younger. I just, I just my mom's especially probably going to this. Like, I went to school sometimes just for the social life. To hang out with the friends yeah. and everything. I wasn't, I wasn't so concerned with learning, but now it's like, man, this is fascinating learning new stuff. Yeah, you got to catch up. I think a lot of us are like that. I'm like that as well. You know, I think as the years progress, I'm more and more interested in learning new stuff. It's funny, like after high school, I, I, I wanted to learn things. And it's weird, too, because you remember like, oh, that kid was a genius in high school, let's say, right? Or something from back in the day. Now mm-hmm. it's like, man, some of those kids are they, they're they're retarded now. Oh, I shouldn't. We're not allowed to say that stuff. That's all right. Yeah, <laughs> they're just they're not all there, you know. And you're like, wow, how do they pass this guy? He was always a genius. Well, it's like, what do you? When do you? Excuse me, that beer made me burp. Mm. Like, when do you want to stop learning? Why do you want to stop yeah. learning new things? Everything's changing around you constantly. Everything evolves. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and and plus the way things are now, that's the biggest problem. Learning, like you know, I've been I read a lot of history stuff for the most part. You know, oh, I look at everything. You know, man, I'm crazy. I, I try and learn about every single thing there is. I wish I had five different heads. You know, everybody is so smart with social media. You know, everybody's an expert in one form or another about any subject. I don't care what it is. Jacks, you can play jacks. I'm the jacks master. You know, how many games of jacks I played in a row, and you can have somebody tell you all about it. So how about let's do some history on Jackson. Let's hear this guy's story about what he knows about the entirety of the game, where it started all. You know what I mean? Like, so oh, let me get one leg up on this person. So if you know somebody wants to fight and argue with you about something stupid, at least you got some base behind you to uh, back yourself up, right? And there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. And then you have knowledge, and now it allows you to think freely on the subject as well. And now you have your own way of thinking about it. And you it- just learned full history. No, I completely understand. And I was just having the same exact conversation with a buddy yesterday. We caught up. He wanted to call and chat about some other things. And I, a lot of things you just said, you're absolutely correct. But yeah. what that does when you educate yourself, you now have a validated voice. Too many people want to run their mouth with their opinions and not know yeah. that anything. They're going to want to tell you all what they think about jazz. And it's like, if you and me in a conversation, we're, yeah, we're going to spit our opinions because it's two friends talking. But if you're in a public yeah. forum and you want to run your mouth about Jax and then you don't know anything about it, they, okay, what's your source? Where did you get that information you just spewed out of your mouth? Usually in a natural tone when they don't know what they're talking about. And yeah, of course. They're going to deflect it because they don't have a source. They're just running their mouth and being loud. And then it's like, yeah. oh, you have no validation. But yet well, with you, like you can say, well, well, actually, my source is from so-and-so he created yeah. here to check out these references these websites this is the book on it this is where i got my information that i just shared with you those are my fucking yeah. you know what i mean i mean no, i can tell you what their source is anymore yeah of course i could go on i could go on that tangent for hours for god's sakes i'll yeah. turn to the jordan peterson like when yeah. you will hear it there like, like the, i always say the and i'm sure you heard it too especially dealing with people in the military, that's my cat is attacking the door trying to get out. And stupid cat, maybe lose my train of thought. The uh, Oh, the loudest one in the room is usually the most ignorant. You know, yeah, there's typically. someone to prove a point. I'm the loudest guy. You know, I'm, what, what, what do you have besides a booming voice that makes you so predominant in this situation? Nothing. Nothing. It doesn't give you the right to take control in any way, shape, or form. You know what I'm saying? That takes a leadership role, everything. So even a conversation could become like a leadership role because that's something they're looking for. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Maybe you have such a dull life. You're abused on. You're stepped on in the office all the time. You're making copies for everybody else, getting coffee. You come into a, a room of any sort, online, in person, and you're the loudest one trying to make a stance here. You know, like, all right, whatever. But then that brings me to my, my case, how I look at my, the way I go through life is through logic, for instance, all right? Like, there's, there's black and white. There's ones and zeros. There's yeses and noes. 
So if I see someone like that, that's fine. You can totally be like that. I don't need to be in this room. That's the beauty of freedom in life. I can get up and walk away. And when you know, when you start to walk away from a crowd, you'll start to learn how that crowd will follow you sometimes, you know? Um, and once you see that, you're like, hey, that guy with all of his facts and his loud voice, why are these people coming with me? Maybe they're sick of his shit. Maybe they want something to say. Maybe they want to hear what I have to say, whatever it is. But you have that freedom to get up and go, get the hell out, do whatever you want. Because his life, his feelings on any situation means nothing to you. You still have to get up, go to work, take care of your life, take care of your family, whatever it is. And, and that guy is out of the picture anyway because now you got so much stress from everything, everything else that's going on. Yeah. You know? So let people be loud. Let people be obnoxious. Don't let it get to you. It just gives you stress because the only thing he's really doing is raising your blood pressure and giving you a friggin' aneurysm. You know, who wants that shit? So, and a lot of times, that's you're absolutely correct. And most, some of the times, most of the, that's coming from insecurities. They're insecure with themselves for some reason, numerous reasons. They feel they've got to be loud to be heard rather than listening. And I've got a great reel. I can send it to you after we, I may have shared it to you anyway. Uh, and I forget who it was. It wasn't a Jordan Peterson or, or Jim Rohn, one of those guys, but good. And he says, you practice Learn the skill of being the last one group to speak. It's very hard to do if you're not used to it's it. It's very hard to do, especially yeah. if you, you know, somebody like me with no, here I go, just now I just fucked it up. Right. You, know, you got no attention span. I got a horrible memory. I'll forget what you say. I won't interrupt, you know? Right. It's hard. But it is. And you practice it just like anything else. I always talk about it all the time. All this shit's practice. Physical's practice. Nutrition's practice. Yeah, of course. Practice. Practice being the last one to speak. And here's why. If you're truly going to be involved in the dialogue, in the conversation, right, you can form your answer by having all the information from every person in that circle. You get the most amount of knowledge to form your answer, right, or what you're going to say. Plus, yeah. you're giving everyone in that circle the feeling of being heard. I let you speak your mind. I've kept my mouth shut and let you speak. Then they've spoken. Then they probably cut somebody off. They've spoken. Blah, 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 blah. You've listened yeah. to everyone else in that group, right? And then it's your turn to speak. Not only have you given everyone else there the feeling of being heard, that they got their time, their moment, you've got the most information to form your response. Of course. And also, you let somebody carrying on, carrying on, you know, shovel, dig in their own fucking grave because they don't know what the fuck they're, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Burying yourself with your own bullshit sometimes. And I just tune those people out most of the time. You can tell pretty quick. And then I want to, uh, you, you mentioned something fascinating, actually, too. That if uh, people listen to me talk much at all, they know the ASA, the, the situational awareness stuff. And you mentioned yeah. a keyword on there with being if you're in a group and there's just one or two people that are just taking over with their loudness and blah, blah, blah. And you're yeah. the one you choose to leave, you know, whether it's just a. Because we travel, and humans, humans are packed, school circles, whatever you want to call it. And our proximic relationships, and you can change the atmospherics of that by walking away. If the group's here, whatever, at work, or, or here, or there, whatever, and you just kind of decide, like, okay, I've heard this loudmouth speak enough. They're full of shit. Um, I'm going to step away from the group. And this isn't like you have to leave, but this is you walking away, breaking off of the group, and even just going, like, 20 feet over there. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Now people are going to notice that, and and maybe they'll cause it. That that's an atmospheric shift is what you can potentially do. Yeah. If I see you do that, and I'm thinking it's like, dude, I'm tired of listening to this shit too. I'd rather go over yeah. there and silent with you because I can tell you're the kind of cat that I can just go over there and like stand, and we aren't going to be awkward if we're just standing there, bullshit. Because yeah. we have. We have some form of connection. See, to the even, even that in itself is very fucking challenging. I'll tell you that right now. Like, that's how I am. I, I could, I, I, I have no, it's not like I'm trying to disrespect anyone, but I will get up and walk away or whatever. I do what the fuck I want to do, you know? Yeah. So yeah. The, the, getting to that point is very hard because you have to understand a, a abandonment in a way, right? And, and uh, lost, right? Because that's what it really comes down to. Because there's, I remember even when I was a kid, I, I forget how I learned this lesson to go do this. And I think it was a test, like just a thing like, hey, let's see if I do this. Let's get, let's see what the reaction is. I was just testing the waters, I suppose. Because, you know, there was always the leader of the group, right? Your friends in high school, for instance, was oh, yeah. about being 15, 16 yeah. years old. You got the leader of the gang, right? Yeah. All your home, homeboys. Right. 
There's always that one dude or two people that everybody, yeah, 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 you know. Yeah. Why, why do I fool that guy? You know, it's like, why, why are we going around this dude? What makes him so fucking special? Nothing. So I was always the guy that would, hey, I would go along. I would go with the crowd. I would do this, you know. Sure. But I, I guess it was just that one day I decided, hey, what if I walked away? Is anybody going to follow me? You know, in my own circle? Probably yeah. not. Why would they follow me? Then you get self-doubt. Then you think yeah. to yourself, man, nobody, nobody likes me like that. I'm just like everybody else. Maybe worse. You know, so you got a million things running through your mind. Now you're freaking out. Just get the balls. You get up and go do it. Right? You walk away. This is a good lesson for 15-year-old kids to go try it out. Next thing you know, one dude follows you. Two people. You get that guy and that girl. Him and his girl. Whatever it is. They're like, holy shit. Why, why did they follow me? What the fuck do I have to offer? It's something. You obviously have something to offer. Yeah. Maybe it's you and your personality. But like you said, maybe you're tired of the same thing. And you waited for someone to make that move. And you just went along to sit quietly as well, right? You, yeah. you don't need to converse to say, hey, I'm better than you. But you, you also did your own thing. And mm -hmm. this is how you get the group to follow you as well. It's certainly a different story back when you're in high school. But they, that's a good a way that you put it. I think if, if any of them are listening, try it. Don't be afraid, you know? Um, yeah. But also now, like when I – because I've got way too much stuff to do. And I think you're the same. We're always constantly busy with something, you know? Something. Some form, whether it's this or that, or the, the show or the business or the comedy show or your leather stuff and this project. And there's like, you could always, somebody would ask like, oh, you're done for the day? It's like, I'm not to be dramatic, but like, I'm honestly never going to be caught up at this point with everything. Like, I mean, I just, the, gra the grass still has to be cut, you know? Right. We can yeah. always get the tires balanced. Yeah. <laughs> Something okay. has to get done. At this point now, whenever I go somewhere to one of those circles for whatever reason, I'm, I'm going to my baseline right off and see. If I give my attention to this circle or whatever, and, and this is if I don't have to. Like, if I'm at work, then, of course, I have to. You know, you do what you got to do. But it's when those times when I have the choice of paying attention or not, I'm going to listen. I'm going to get my baseline and see, is this going to be productive? Is this, Can I offer something to them? Can they offer something to me? If it's a no, then I take stuff with me. I take my bag of four notebooks and my phone and this and that. Then I'm going to work on something that's going to – benefit me that's going to get some of my stuff done and i'm just simply going to tune out because it's not productive i'm not offering them anything they're not offering me anything i'm gonna work on my own stuff that's kind of how sure. i operate now when i'm in those situations of course and there's nothing wrong with that because yeah. again that's like, you know for instance another this weekend i was out vending an event i don't i don't i don't vend very often yeah but i had a guy i inspired this dude across from me he's like holy shit man you're, you're, I mean, he, he didn't say boisterous. What was the word he, he used? You're very, you're kind of aggressive, you know. I'm like, your your presence is aggressive. Yeah. I'm like, well, it has to be, dude. I need to introduce myself to people. If somebody's walking by and I don't say hello to get their attention, nobody else is gonna fucking do it for me. Nobody. That guy's trying to sell his own stuff. He's not gonna say, whoa, before you buy and give me your money, you should go see what he has to say and yeah. do. Yeah. They don't give a fuck, you know. So if you don't speak up for yourself, no one else will. Yeah. You know, you might think you're cool and important and great, but you're not that cool and important and great. You know, Caesar got stabbed in the back. You know, that should teach you something, right? <laughs> it, it's just, it, it, it doesn't matter who you are. You have to try and help yourself out. You have so, you know, and that's one of the things. You have to make your presence known. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's not. It's, and, no, you have to be your own biggest supporter, and you're, you have to be your own biggest hype man. Um, but there's but don't all be a copy bastard either. You can't Correct. be the center of the universe either. You still have to be compassionate, you know, and make everyone feel important. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Um, is there's ways of doing it? Yeah, don't be a cocky, arrogant prick because nobody likes that. But there's nothing wrong with and, and what you were kind of talking about. So you have to engage with people. That was a huge habit that I got. I developed from recruiting as a recruiter before I came here. They teach you that in the schoolhouse. It's like you have to engage everyone. And all that means is engaging conversation. Oh, and dude, I'm sure your recruiting learning experience is probably tremendous. Oh, my Just God. dealing with, you know, and it changed your life. I guarantee it. It gets you so used to it even when you don't want to. Mentally, you may be saying, screw this. I just got screwed there. I miss my kids. I'm hungry. I don't want to do this. Yeah. All I want to do is walk into a freaking high school right now. I don't even want to be here, blah, 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 all these things. You, that can be going on in your mind. That's fine. But you can still smile and say, hey, what's up, man? That's an engagement. Yeah. It's not saying you yes. have to carry on conversations with everyone. It's just like, hey, how's it going? That's an engagement. 
How are you today? Well, your hey, first impression is the lasting impression. I like your nails. Give some, compliments are a big thing. People love compliments. That's yes, that's what it was. That's what this dude when I was speaking to him actually, he was like, "Oh, you know, I noticed you. Said, oh, you like that guy's shirt? You like everybody's shirt?" I'm like, "Of course oh. I did. Especially, I'm not just bullshitting. If it's a cool shirt, hey, say it. Yeah, yeah it's a cool shirt, dude. Oh. Right, you're, you're complimenting someone. You're gonna make them feel good about themselves. Make them yep. feel happy." You could have the worst fucking day in the world. That person you just met has no idea how your day is going. They could probably care less. But your disposition changes the whole dynamic of everything. And you don't know how their day is going. Exactly. And you could cheer them up by, hey, what's up, buddy? Yeah. You know, or you're my fucking buddy. All right, fuck you later, you know. <laughs> don't you can say no, or they could be receptive. Most people are receptive, especially if it's just in passing. Things like, hey, how's it going, man? Good, what's up? Oh, not much, da, da, da. And then move along the day. Uh, most, yeah. like, seven, seven, if not eight, nine out of ten people are going to be good with it because it's just in passing. You get that one guy that just looks at you like, fuck off, and it's like, cool, whatever. Don't carry that with you, matter. You tried. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but, like, today, um, I went through a, a, a three-year phase of just where I went from being, you know, naturally confident person, liking to talk to people, liking to make people laugh, always being open talking to a completely insecure person across the board. I, I yeah. was very, um, what's it called? Um, uh, just that very negative aspect on things. Um, I can't think of the word right now. I'll, I'll blur it out randomly. Um, cynical. I was very cynical and I'm yeah. really good. At cynical. Hey, we can all be cynics, man, bro. And, and you know? I was in recruiting still, and you get used to most people in recruiting are liars. You, you deal with people who lie right to your face. And yeah. I can, but it's just true. Um, and so I've been totally burned in life and I'm dealing with liars every day. I didn't want to be around people. I didn't want to be friends, talk to anybody. And that was hell. I, I didn't, it's like, I didn't want to be that way, but I was. And then coming out of it now, it's so much fun. It's going like, I think that's a, I was talking to my buddy again yesterday. That's kind of a reason why I do this show, this type of stuff. Cause I know what it feels like to be that way. So any help that we can offer people, fantastic. And the day I finished my run. And uh, I hadn't finished yet. I was at Lake Rim, and I set my Nalgene bottle up on top of my car just because I knew I had to sit down to make a call really quick. And uh, this younger kid was chilling in his SUV. Just he had his tooth going, you know what I mean, hanging out. Tell he had nothing to do, just loving life, looking at the water. Yeah. And I closed my door and started the car to kick the AC on. I was making the call. And I kind of figured already he, what he was going to do, and he did. He knocks on my window and hands me the Nalgene bottle. I'm like, hey, thanks, man. I'm not leaving, but I appreciate it. Um, and then made my call, went and did my run and came back. He was still chilling. And I just started talking with him more, you know, like, what's up, bro? You know, like, oh, man, yeah, yeah. you know, just chilling. Great conversation. We talked about some of my deployments. Um, we talked about nice, you know what I mean? I'm um, told about this yeah. guy. His name's Michael, 21 years old. You know, hey, fun, little five, 10 minute conversation. He's like, all right, later, bro. And then, you know, before when I was cynical and wouldn't open my mouth and thinking, fuck you, this and that, would have never had that. It's a simple engagement pleasant didn't do anything for anything. what's up man fucking lake looks it's nice weather isn't it yeah it is yeah Small, not hard to do anyway but see another part of what you just did there could have been you know could could have been you never know the situation of anything yeah yeah save the motherfucker's life right there yeah. and then right yeah you never who knows this dude could have been thinking in the car but for some reason he still has and shows compassion let me help this guy out then I'm going to get back to fucking killing myself. You know, who knows? But now this guy just spoke to me, changed my mind, made me happy, made me think about something, thought about my grandma. You know, like, whatever. No, you actually, excellent point. I'm glad you mentioned that. Because my boy Mark, Marcus Torgerson, I think you've seen him. He's kind of in our, I've had him on a few times. So he, he had a story exactly like that. He shared with me last time on the show. He's like, man, I had no idea, but I saved this person's life. And yeah, they, oh, just by engaging in conversation, and they saw me later. I forget the exact story, but they told me they're like, "Hey, man, I was literally going to kill myself uh, on that bridge when you talked to me, and that's yes. decided. Uh, that's what changed my mind. So, thank you. Literally saved my life. Thank you. It's all important shit, and a lot of people they think you know, and even myself. This like trying. It's thank you. It's weird, man. It's my kids, my young daughter. She makes me laugh. Like, <laughs> like, oh my god. You kids, I don't know how you don't get beat up every day. Like, we used to beat up kids like you. You know what I mean? Like, all that sort of stuff. I'm like, man, this kid, she's opening my eyes to, like, love, you know, with certain things. But, Dad, 
You Man. don't know what that kid went through. Or that You know, you can't say that. Like, yeah, hey, guess you're right. You know, that makes me sit and think. And yeah. they're dead right about that. That's like this other dude. I remember um, before I got into the leather work and stuff, years ago, I was doing a, I, I worked for a friend of mine um, at a sign shop. You know, I got into vinyl stuff. So I was doing my own thing, vinyl stickers yeah. and doing storefronts and cars and whatever, you know, all that sort of stuff. I bought a machine. I had this guy call me, barely speaks English. You know, he's he's from, I, he wasn't Mexican. But it doesn't matter. He he, uh, he was Ecuadorian guy, barely, you know, I speak a little Spanish too, so it made things go easier. But he's like, I need these, Jesus loves you. Jesus loved you. He wants to, Jesus loves you and go, go come to him. Like all this crazy religious stuff that, hey, I'm not going to knock religion. I believe in God stuff, but I don't get carried sure. away with it, right? Yeah. But if you do get carried away with it, hey, man, Whatever yeah. helps you get to tomorrow, I'm yep. fine. Just don't hurt nobody. So I, I got really nothing to say. But when you see a dude pull into your driveway and he's got a thousand Jesus loves you things on the windshield, the door, like like mailbox letters, like, holy shit, this guy is crazy, right? You want to laugh, like, oh, man, you know, look at this nut, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, sure, I'll do whatever you want. You paying me, whatever. So he sits, so I'm putting the stickers on for him. He's like, oh, I don't know if I could do this. Could you do it? Yeah, sure, I'd do it. But this, and while I'm doing it, you know, it takes a half hour. So, you know, we're talking. I'm speaking to him in Spanish and stuff, and he's trying his English, and, you know, we're working off each other like that. But then he tells me, I'm like, man, dude, not for nothing. I'm like, but this is a little overkill. This is a little out there. You, yeah. you're, you're getting carried away. I just, no, bro. I just sold you like $400 worth of Jesus Loves You stickers for one vehicle. Yeah. And he's like, I have to do this, man. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I love Jesus. He helped me get here. He helped me stay alive. And what? Oh, okay, sure, great. That's good for you. But he tells me he's like, one day I'm at a light or something like that. I was parked. I forget what he said. Something, and some random dude comes in up to him, and he's like, "You're right. Jesus does love me." And he's like, "Yes, he does." And then the guy's like, "I was about to kill myself, and your car made me think about." Somebody does love me. And the guy, like, suddenly becomes religious. You know what I mean? Like, this whole experience took place. But it took this guy that I was laughing at, and everybody else probably laughs at as he drives down the road, like, ha, 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 look at this fool. You know, yeah. Yeah, Jesus, yeah, whatever. He'll, you know, save this. You know what I mean? He did. The guy's stupid, ugly, ridiculous car saved the guy from killing himself. And it struck up a conversation. So, I mean, that's powerful in itself, you know? Fuck, it works. So I'm like, yeah, I'll definitely do your stickers, man. You know? <laughs> you know at least you help somebody, right? It's not just for jokes. Well, I've talked about that before, too. You know, like, we don't realize the impact we have on people. You know, whether whether it's good or bad, we don't realize that impact you have. So it's, man. Uh, I'm not going to go off on that tangent, but... Um, Something you said reminded me at the beginning of that reminded me of, have you watched like the Yellowstone and mostly 1883? Have you watched that? No, nah, Yellowstone. I saw like a couple episodes only. It was pretty cool from what I saw. Okay. Really good. Um, I hope, I don't know if Amanda's still on here. I finally watched 1883. That's the prequel to it, right? Yeah. That's, that's why I want to check it all out. Bro, 1883 is dope. I just been watched that last weekend or something. Uh, Sam Elliott, Tim McGraw does a great job. Um, and then the daughter, but they basically, Justin, man, it, you are, you are handsome. Oh, thank you. Those are our scammers. Just, um, don't, <laughs> seriously, don't just don't pay me any attention. Um, the, uh, it's heart wrenching though, man. It's very emotional because it's people going like going out West. They're pioneers, you know, and, uh, very heart wrenching moment. in one of them, and, you know, Sam Elliott, who's just rough. He's just like the manliest man ever. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I got to work on a Sam Elliott impression. Yeah. Um, Coors. Just got to say Coors. Coors. Um, Coors. It, but he, he's like, man, that, that girl out, you know, she outlived us all. You know, a little 18 year old, I'm not trying to get any spoiler alerts, but 18 year old man, she outlived us all. I'm, I'm 70. She outlived me in her 18 years, you know? And, and yeah. those people that are just living not harder. It's not about like partying or, or like how we used to do, you know, in high school, the Marines, whatever. It's not about living hard that way, but it's like just living full. You see those people, they're just living the fullest life possible. You know what I mean? I think you do that a lot. You're really good at living life, man, because you're always happy. Try. I'm serious. And it does. You have to try. It doesn't. People think that, you know, that people that are that happy, they think it just happens. 
fuck no. Like anything else, it's practice. And like, I'm not, like, most people don't just wake up and they're like, da, da, da. I'm not talking about being a bobbly headed idiot, but making the most out of life, you know? Yeah. But you see those people and it's like, that's pretty cool. It's kind of like we talked about earlier. Doesn't matter what some people are wearing or doing or drinking or driving or this or that. It's like that. What just the way they're doing it is making it cool. They're yeah. They're, and and swagger and vibe or whatever makes whatever they're doing cool. And those people that are just living life to the fullest, that's just you want to be around that. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Well, that was one hell of a forty-minute introduction to it. I know. Program. <laughs> Check this out. I want to show you something. Look what I got. I that mean, is elephant hide. I, I got guess. some elephant, dude. Is that a loincloth? What are you going to make? Make me a. What are you doing with elephant? I got elephant, and this is hippo. Look at that. Interesting. I'm pretty intrigued in those. Like jerky. Take a bite of it. Okay. Oh, <laughs> so, what are you I'm doing? Hungry, hungry. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Have a project already? Um, making, making some wallets and stuff. Um, oh, I, you know what? I'm going to go. Let's do show and tell. Can we do yeah. show and tell? Yeah. Right, that's, one second. I, yeah. Once you come back. Um, yeah. So if, <laughs> if you're with us or you're joining or you're watching. Well, I'm here, I'm here. Thank, I know you're here. I'm talking to the people watching. Um, this is my boy Mike from Beast Belts and Not. We're going to talk about that stuff. But, uh, that's, talking. He makes... Beautiful leather product. Uh, okay, so I'm busy all week trying to get some stuff done for this vending event thing, you know. But there's two items I made that I really dig, and I want to continue moving forward in that direction. Now, if I can find... Everything's still kind of packed up. Oh, here we go. Check this out. A little minimalist wallet. I've been making these. I'm sure you've seen them before. Like... Yeah, I need to get one. This is a gator and a hippo. How dope is that? Hmm. You know, it's hard to see with the light, but. So I can definitely see the gator, the shiny on that. The hippo is, the, you know, this piece here. So how did you come up with the idea of, hey, let me do gator and hippo together? Well, I was just, a I was able to get the material. Right. Um, the gator, hippo, giraffe, like, you know, crazy shit. Like, hey, you can't kill those, you know, white rhinos. Like, well, how'd you get that? You know, it's highly, highly, highly regulated. Where did you, you know? tell us? Or you got it? Yeah, no, I could get it. Uh, it's just through certain distributors. Um, anybody could get the stuff. But the only way to get it, like the official source, for instance, um, this is, you know, part of the education I like to give to people with the whole leather business. Yeah. Because I'll have, you know, I had a woman the other day, like, hey, I'm wrapping up. You want to buy a belt? She's like, oh, we love animals. I'm like, oh, that's funny. So do I. So I give, boom, I hit her. Start hitting her with facts and all this stuff. And she walks away almost buying something from me. You know? Like, <laughs> so well, I'm like, all right. I want to know some of those facts, but finish what you're talking about now. And then I want to come back to that. So one of the important ones, like uh, the hippo, for instance, or you know, any and they get a rare exotic animal. Um, yeah. If you know anything about um, exotic hunts in Africa, right? You want to go, you and your dad, on an epic fucking safari and go kill I, a crazy animal, you know, and have people yell at you, PETA com complain and yeah. track you down, you know, like JJ sandwiches or whatever it's called, right? Yeah. There's ranchers that own. Acres of um, square miles of right. land, you know, and they have uh, certain animals. And that's where poachers come in and they'll kill the elephants for their tusks and all that sort of shit. You can't just do that. It's not a wild animal. Someone owns the land. Like here, you go into a patch of woods, chances are it's somebody's fucking woods. Right. You know, somebody owns it. Now, it's that guy's choice if he wants to put ostriches or elephants or whatever he wants to put on his land. Mm -hmm. If you kill something on his land, you're poaching, you know, right. without permission. So. But that's what they do. They raise animals. They'll protect species, whatever it is. They have hunts, whatever. But, you know, for instance, like a, an elephant. I don't think you're really supposed to be hunting elephants anyway, even if it's protected on the land and you raise them and everything, whatever. If the elephant dies or gets sick, you know, or it, everything dies. All of us are dead. You know, I, it just hasn't happened yet. Yeah. When something dies, like an exotic animal, what do you do with it? You know, you, you could... Do whatever you want. Chop it up into pieces. Sell the meat or give the meat to the villagers and stuff. Use it for your own family. And what happens here, 
I think right now, this year, and for the past several years, actually, there's a monster boot company in Texas that has the rights to, like, exclusive rights with the ranch through the U.S. government, through South Africa's government, with the ranchers, with taxes, like, you know, you name it. Like, trying to be an FFA dealer, like, and sell machine guns. Not fucking easy. Long waiting list, you know, all that sort of money talks, always, you know. So... Obviously, the big-time boot guys are going to be like, hey, well, I'll give you a top dollar because I'm the only guy in America with a contract because each country should have their own contract. You know, and, and the way it works with these exotic animals like the U.S., there's only one or two companies or people in the, in the whole country that are allowed to have these contracts to get that elephant hide, like the entire elephant. Yeah. So what they're going to do is make some sick cowboy boots out of it, and whatever scraps they have, they sell it. You know, to guys like me or, you know, my distributors, really. That's yeah. And they'll say, hey, we, you know, we just needed a toe piece. We had this whole thing. But we cut the toe out because it's the only one that matched the left and right. So the rest is scrap. So you can get a big old scrap. You know, who knows? But you're not going to get, you know, a 10 by 10 fucking elephant side. You know what I'm saying? Like, not happening. Scrap box of the, the regular. Basically like a scrap box of the leather that you sent me for the K-bar handle. Random. Yeah, exactly. Like, I got a hold of that letter, leather, you know, and I sent it to you. Like, so I was the main guy and you were the distributor. You know what yep. I mean? Works like that. Yep. So then you know, I'm able to get my little my p- little pieces. You know what I mean? But it's not like, you know, I, I don't have them kind of connections. I know a few people around the world, but not like that. Like, oh, send me a gorilla hand. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> How often do you get that stuff? Uh, the elephant. Huh? How often do you get the elephant and the rhino and the... Uh, I don't know. There's, if I really, really want to search it out, I'm sure I could get it flowing. You know, because the the boot companies are making the shit. They're getting the stuff one way or the other. They're getting it, and like I said, it's all legit how they get it. Yeah, yeah. But again, but sometimes, if if a hippo doesn't die, you (laughs) know, for months, nobody's gonna get that shit. You know, it's like it's a market like anything else. You know, you want snow crab or something you can't always get it right or i don't know whatever it may yeah. be it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a market it fluctuates so get, you get what's available so if it's available hey let me get it and a lot of times it flies because it's rare you know and that's what makes it expensive yeah that's what i was going to ask is it go pretty quick you flip those pretty quick when you sell them when you make them sometimes i don't get them all too often because i'm still in the um test phase you know what i mean like like my, my customer base isn't as broad as uh, i'd like it to be which is fine because I'm still in the developmental stage. You know, I still got, and according to my personal plan, at least, you know, two more years of struggle. You know what I mean? Before I really, <laughs> yeah, know, it's true. I, I don't I've mean done to... several things in my life where, you know, you, you got you to give a business five years of everything you have, you know? Yeah. yeah. So and, talk real quick because we're running out of time real fast. We can talk forever. Yeah, sure. Talk to us. Congratulations on your TV spot the other day. Talk to us about that, man. Oh man, that was it was cool. It was like, hey, I'm on TV, you know. I got to see myself, and I was actually, I was actually a little bit upset. It, it was like really fast. I went through it quickly. We did like two takes. The first, like, I wish they would have cut it up differently because I just did it there. I, I think about what I say sometimes, so I stop instead of um, um, you know. So I pause, and I had too many pauses, and, then it, sh- and it was like super specific instructions, like. Look at me. Don't look at that camera. I look at that camera. You know, like, I'm like, man, fucking God damn it. You know? <laughs> so you, you fucked up my whole shit. I wanted to come here and be a clown like I always am. You know what I mean? But it was just, well, oh, but this is my show. And there's, like, politics going on over there in the station with, you know, with the woman I know who was doing the show. She's getting replaced by this old anchor who's been there forever, who retired. He's getting out of retirement. Like drama, you know, like West Wing <laughs> at the news station. <laughs> so it's like Game of Thrones at the news station. So it's like whatever. So I just played, you know, I played, I played my part, played my role, and uh, it was cool. I think it raised awareness. You know, I got a phone call like right away. My twelve o'clock spot, the first airing that was on, that was pre- that was interesting. That was nice. Uh, you know, just again, it's just I'm not trying to. I'm not expecting the phone to ring like mad from being on TV for a, you know a two minute spot, a couple times, but at least like you know the local people in my area will know that someone's here because that's my biggest problem. Yeah, you would think like, oh man, nobody does that. I'm going to infiltrate that market. You know where you live, for instance, there could be no pooper scooper companies, right? 
It's a great fucking business. But if nobody knows there's a pooper scooper guy because there never was and nobody even bothers looking for it, they're not going to look for it. You know what I mean? And so it, it's out of sight, out of mind. It's not even, oh, let me think outside the box. I wonder if there's a leather guy who could fix it. You know, like, no, I'm not, well, let's go to Walmart. And, you know? well, yeah, that was a big struggle because during my break in service, I worked for a six station radio group. So I worked in radio advertising. It was outside sales, you know, and we tried yeah, to. Yeah. Well, and the problem was. When I find places, I would tend to work with mom and pop shops. Or, like, I'd come across you somewhere and be like, hey, man, yeah. I can get you on the radio. Be like, well, great, because I need exposure. Like, cool, how much money you got? I don't have money for marketing. You know, I'm, I'm in my time. Because a lot of companies or businesses wouldn't make a budget for marketing and to put the name out there. So if you're not, you're, if you're not spending money to get your name out there in some sort, no, not just radio. I'm using that as an example because I worked in it. But yeah. It, it takes money and effort to get your name out there. Like, why would be that you're well, there? The, the, uh, a big problem with that, too, uh, I'm learning now. Like, yesterday I had a guy. I'm like, wow, man, perfect avenue. I was in a meeting with a guy over Zoom or whatever. I'm like, wow, this is the perfect fucking avenue for me for marketing. But it's a two-year commitment for, like, a quarter page in a magazine thing and, like, a local, like, super rich neighborhood thing. Like, you know, it's all about the homeowners and – it's for them so they can fucking stroke each other's egos. Yeah. But uh, it's like, it's this perfect little thing, but it's a commitment of, let's say, 350 bucks for two years. They give you a little spot. But I'm like, man, okay, that's not that bad. But wait a minute, 350 for two years. I'm like, number one, we don't know what the turnout's going to be. Number two, that is a commitment. I'm like, I told the guy, I'm like, man, that's like a little Honda Civic payment, really. <laughs> and then the other thing outside of that, would made me think is like, I was all about like, sure, sign me up. But I'm like, whoa, whoa, slow down. How many $350 a month commitments am I, am I going to make and how many different avenues of advertising? Because, you know, you have to use Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, fucking whatever you want, TikTok. There's Pinterest, you know, there's so many, you know, Google. There's a million things to advertise on and none of them are cheap for if you want them to be successful. You know, and, and right now it's like I personally, I don't have 5000 a month to drop on advertising. You know, yeah. no way. You know what I'm saying? So you think, oh, but it's only three fifty a month. Like, yeah, only, but it's only one little fucking thing. You know, you have to think about, you know, your marketing. You have they, to put that marketing expense aside, but then multiply your marketing expense times five. Yeah, yeah. To, you know, but then you can't say if, oh, if I have a hundred dollars a month to market, am I going to choose one avenue or am I going to choose ten dollars on ten avenues to advertise on? And that's that, the problem. That's where it takes more of your time and effort in doing your research, the graphics and those networks and those media platforms to see which one you're going to get the most. Yeah. You know, but it's hard. Unfortunately, what I'm learning the hard way, which I think every company has to do too, is uh, it costs money for that learning curve. You know, <laughs> you need that that data costs money. You know, if something whether it's your personal time and energy and effort, or if you're paying somebody else that already knows that stuff. If it's my job to do that, hey, I got you covered, brother, but you're just going to pay me to do it. Oh, no, I'll do it myself. Okay, well, it's going to cost you your time and effort then. You know what yeah, I mean? of course. That's mm -hmm. you're taking away now from making your products. They are going to get you money. So it's it's going to cost you yes. something, whether it's time. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a tough juggling act. You know, that's why, you know, I, you know I'm up at 7. I'm, I'm in bed by 1, 2 o'clock every single night. Well, hey, five, tell us know? real quick. So where can uh, where can we find your products, man? You can find my products right here on Instagram. I have everything integrated. Uh, should be fairly easy. Go to my um, in my bio right here. You'll find a link to my website. My website generates a uh, fair amount of my sales, kind of sorta. It's weird. But I tell people all I mean, even on my even on my website, and I think that's I'm old school. You know, I like phone calls. I like a direct text message. Like contact me. Yeah. Because um, if if you just if you email me. You're just an, an email handle. You'll ask me a question. It'll fly out, you know, in one ear, out the other kind of. I won't remember. Yep. Unless, you know, you put money in my hand. You put money in, you know, you buy something. Sure. Now you're in the fucking books. I wrote, you know, yep. now you get my attention. But I get a lot of people sometimes they'll try and ask questions about whatever. And I forget, but whatever. Uh, yeah, so Instagram, Facebook, email. Uh, website um everything's all what kind of product 
sell right now. If I want to go to your site right now, what can I get? Well, right now you're gonna find um, some belts I make. Um, let me let me show you real quick. I mean, I'm sure you know, but I've seen that beautiful belt, beautiful wallet. Uh, all, all the for any you want, he will make. Well, right now what I'm really see what I'm really trying to do too. I'm not trying to wear myself too thin either. Like if I if I could ideally promote one or two things. Yeah. One of them is gonna be the belts. Yep. Do custom tooled belts. Mm -hmm. So this is a pretty popular item here. Like this is a, uh, uh, like a scale pattern, yep. which is actually kind of cool. Turns out they don't make this pattern anymore. So mm. I'm one of the only people that could make this for you. Right. And these minimalist wallets. I want to try and move these. Um, oh, another good one that I have. These biker wallets as well. It could be a man or a woman's wallet, depending on the leather. This one I use like a, uh, a copper chain. Yeah. It's let's see the nice. wallet. Let's see the wallet portion. Nice. Here. Need to I've get my logo here. I need to get one of those for the stage. When I don't wear my suit stuff, I'll, my roughly yeah. inside. So I tooled up the inside completely all the way through. I like, I got fabric inside. It's lined. Yeah. You know, those things. It's a really sick wallet. I was like, you know what? If I don't sell it, whatever, I'll fucking wear it. Yeah. Because this is cool as shit. I put a lot into it. You know. Yeah. Oh, it's all hand stitched. But this is the this is this is what I do. You know, I do hand stitch stuff. I make sure the edges are slick and clean. That's all leather. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I I, I try and uh, do more like luxury type leather work. But the idea of my you know the stuff I make is um, although I want it to have that luxury feel and an experience and everything else, I want it to be everyday use. Mm -hmm. Like that's super important to me because. I'll tell you right now, I'm a cheap bastard sometimes with stuff. Like if I like, dude, like this shirt, I'll probably be wearing this shirt for the next ten years. Yeah, I like it. It's yeah. the one shirt I have. I'm gonna take care of it. You know, um, I was always like that with stuff. I, I, you know, you get like a, a fifteen hundred dollar BMX bike when all your buddies have three hundred dollar bikes. You know, it's like, well, I'm gonna take care of my bike because I dropped mad dough in this thing, and you know, it's like, so if you're gonna spend good money on something, it better fucking last. You know what I mean? Oh. So I want to make sure things are meant to last. Same thing with my knives. If I make you a knife, I'm not going to make you a knife that's just going to go on your shelf or, you know, put it in your pocket and use it a little bit and something happens to it. No, like this shit is like if you only have a knife and you're stuck in the woods somewhere, pray to God it's like one of my knives. You know what I mean? Like because yeah. I want it to work. It's going to save your life, you know. It's not going to break in your hand, that sort of stuff. You know, it's not going to go dull so easily. And yeah. it's going to look good. Yeah. I want it to look really good, and I want it to be super functional, you know? Like, and, you know, the old school mentality, like I told you last time, what did I say, uh, old world craftsmanship in yeah. uh, today's. So we have, I, I think I'm going to have to have you back again, man, because we didn't even get to talk about really any of that stuff, because I know, I know, because we're friends, we bullshitted a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we met actually through, um, I got introduced to Tim from The Grind through Brian of BC, and I'm looking at Tim's stuff on the grind. And the first time I tried to order something, he had these dope-ass leather cuffs on the grind athletic site. And I, that was the first thing I tried to order. And he's like, oh, sorry, man, they're out. He, you know, he didn't have any more of the, the – yeah, yeah. And then I forget how you – I think you may have joined it when I had Tim on the show. Yes. That's how we met, yeah. And then you and I kind of started talking and shit. And then we actually started talking for the first time. It was when I was setting up my forge. And then, like, we were just kind of texting a few times, like, hey, why don't we just chat really quick? Yeah, I think that's what it was. I think you mentioned something about making knives. I'm like, man, goddammit, hold on. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, so, yeah, because that was last year. And you're like, hey, well, hey, I'm going to set my forge back up in the winter. I was like, nah, man, I ain't got that much time to wait. <laughs> I'm doing it. Yeah. And we just started bullshitting. And I think the first time we talked, we probably spent like two hours just bullshitting like this. You're messing yeah. around. Stop. I was messing around in mine. So I know the, the kind of history, and, and I think mostly when we were getting you ready for your um, TV spot, we'd kind of went over everything. So I know a little bit of your history and what this and, that and and how you've gotten yourself to where you're at now. Well, thank you. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, the belt's gorgeous. Everything he does is – I've seen a lot of his stuff. If you uh, saw the hell of a lift event we did last November, he made a gorgeous custom belt for that. I mean, it was – his stuff is awesome. And um, I want the people to know, I want to have you back. So we can talk about your journey of starting from really a high school kid 
or the first knife that you made when you wanted a good knife all the way up to, to where we're at now and, and what you're doing because, you know, it's like the struggling small business, but you've already done so much to get yourself here and, and all of you yeah. done along the way have made you into what you're doing now, making that luxury stuff. Cause I don't think people understand or appreciate how, yeah. how, how old are you right now? 42. So, and you spent almost the last more than 20 years doing things, learning things that all now kind of like have rolled into this, you know what I mean? To make, yeah, because the, you got a fascinating story, man, like learning how to weld because these dudes were there and you'd show up and they would teach you and then learning this stuff and then this and then this, and you want, yeah. you always wanted good stuff. And if you couldn't find it, you learn how to make quality stuff. And I appreciate yeah, of course. Fascinating story. And unfortunately, we didn't get to any of that today. <laughs> right. I still had it. Always... Hey, I've been waiting a long time to be on this show. <laughs> so that's a, to be continued. <laughs> Join it, man. I appreciate you. But getting... yeah, that's like we were. That's like what we were talking about earlier. Um, you know, don't be afraid to learn something. You're always going to learn something. You know, forever. Yeah. And I think that's what you had told me because when I'm doing my, I want to get back to the knife. So I'm not forging. I'm technically doing um, stock removal, which is just you start with the bills. I was telling that kid, Michael, at the lake after I run today, I was showing him pictures of like, yeah, I'm actually doing blah, blah. But um, so I start with the rectangles. But I remember you were saying like, hey, don't be afraid to make an ugly duck, dude. Because well, I was you have looking at the billet because you get a billet of steel. It's a 1095 high carbon steel is what I'm using. And they they're, they cost a little bit of money, they, you know, but for a four pack, but they're not insanely expensive. So it would be kind of easy to just look at it and be like, man, I don't want to mess this up. Look at that, looking at the belt sander, like, oh, don't mess up. But you're like, dude, just have at it, yeah. man. An ugly duck, it's okay. Embrace it. It's like, all right, you got stuff to learn, man. You know. Yeah. So that's how you learn. If you ever got on a skateboard in your life. I bet you didn't ollie the first time you got on a board. You know, you had to fucking fall down first, you know? Yes, and this was – I gave this example. I forget which conversation, but similar similar topic in the conversation. And I'm a movie buff, so this was an example. Remember Home Alone 2? Yeah. If you were familiar with those, like towards the end, the bird lady that he was friends with, right? The, the Turtle the doves. Bird lady. The doves. Yeah, the turtle doves. Turtle doves, yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and Kevin had said to her, he's <laughs> That reminds me of, or I forget which one said it, but the analogy was, you know, for Christmas, this was old, you know, if you if you know the movie Home Alone 2, a long time ago, but he'd gotten a pair of brand new roller, blade, roller blades. That's when roller blades were new and the hot thing, the hotness. Yeah, he got yeah. a pair of roller blades for Christmas, but kept them in the box with the wrapper over them under his bed, you know, to keep them safe. And then she's like, well, that's the same as your heart. Like, what good are those roller blades if you keep them in the box under your bed? It's just like your heart. If you don't let people get close to you, what good is it? What good is love in your heart if you don't let people get close to you? You keep it in the box under the bed. Does you no good? Break those damn rollerblades out, strap them on, and let's fucking yeah. go. They're going to get scuffed up. They're going to get tipped. They're going to get dinged. You're going to fall. You're going to wreck, but you're going to use them for what they're for. Yeah. I didn't mean to jump up on that soapbox, but. No, I'm just, I'm just really happy Home Alone 2 touched you as a human. It did though. You think of, man, they got <laughs> stories in there, dude. That was some of <laughs> Don't count your tips in public. Man, he's looking rough. I don't know if Tim Curry. You know Tim Curry? Of course. Legend. He was darkness. Yeah. yeah you know first. that one? What you say again? He was the darkness in Legend. Tom Cruise's first movie. Man, I'm going to have to check that out. But he was also Pennywise. Yes, he was also the butler in Clue. Yep, there. I just saw a thingy last night. Thank you, Amanda. I'm glad you were here. Good to talk to you. Um, I saw a thingy at TikTok last night about ten movies you didn't know were coming out, and Clue is one of them. They're making Clue. Really? But yeah, off the he said off of the board game. He didn't say like a remake, but they're making Clue, and I'm pretty sure it was quick. It was like ten movies in sixty seconds, but I'm pretty sure Ryan Reynolds was attached to that. Man, I hope it's not a new Jumanji. You know what I mean? Like, where yeah. you get thrown into the video game, which was cool. But, come on, you know, but, let's have a little more regional thought. I'm a huge movie buff, too, you know? Like, I love movies. Yeah. That's a whole other, that's a third episode. Yeah. So, I forget, I didn't on. Yeah, that'll be the third one. But, tune in. I got to check these out. 
Um, I'm joining uh, BC Sanders. I met these guys through our boy Chuck at the New You Show. Um, okay. But BC Sanders and I had just been kind of talking back and forth, kind of like you and I were at first, on movies. And and uh, he would make some references on his stuff. And they do a podcast, but it's like on movies. Um, so it's like all That's about cool. the protagonists. Like it's deep dive in specific movies. And yeah. uh, this is how much we were nerding out. Like, I was sending pictures of my G.I. Joes last night. I collect G.I. Joes. Sue me. Yeah. But we were nerding out over that stuff. And so when I joined... Well, like, the- do, you, do, you, do you still have, like, Refrigerator Jones with the fucking cinder block? Fucking- oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh. You got the aircraft carrier and shit? I don't have... So I don't have the old aircraft carrier from, like, when we were kids. Um, I've started to rebuy all those because I sold mine that I actually grew up with. But I've got hundreds of those. Just about every other vehicle. I don't have an aircraft carrier yet. But then when they did the movie, like a decade ago, it, ugh, it was all right. The Channing Tatum and um, um, Dennis Quaid. Snake Eyes. Quaid was, yeah. I, yeah, the another set out right now, they're okay, but the Snake Eyes stuff is lame. But I've got, like, everything from the first movie, and then the run they're doing now is okay, but I don't have that aircraft carrier yet. That's like the yeah, yeah. man, but... What up, Rolex? Uh, oh, but so um, BC, join their podcast. We're going to talk about Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, dude, that's like the best fucking movie ever. Asked him something. Ha- something came up the other day, um, and I asked him if they'd done that movie, and he's like, "Nope." When you when you come on the show, we'll do it. So I'm joining theirs on the twentieth. So it's actually not next Wednesday, but the following two weeks from today at seven p.m. I'll be going on there just in time. So I'll finish their podcast and then I'll sign off and then go live with um I think I've got Ellie, my, my MMA fighters. I think I've got Ellie and her fiance um Grant on. So nice. Pork be- Chop Express. That's right. Fucking. It's a, it's all it's of- all the reflexes. Yes, dude. I think <laughs> reflexes is my favorite line. I've been i I've sent that gif like three or four times. It's all in the reflexes. Yes, sir, the check. Fail. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, there's so many fucking, so much shit from that movie. That's the fucking... <laughs> like, oh, oh, green-eyed Chinese yeah. world. <laughs> okay. What, what? The thing we just ran through? Yeah, oh my gosh. You get, you get oh, yeah. trouble you get Egg Shan, dude. That movie's yeah. the best. Oh my gosh. And since, this... I'm little, since I'm a little kid, I actually introduced my kids to that movie. I remember my favorite part since I'm a little kid is when that dude explodes. I'm like, oh, he's like a salad explosion. Oh, <laughs> we just watched, my mom and I just watched that with my boys over Christmas in Pennsylvania this past year. We watched that. Such a great movie. And the and the inspiration for Raiden from Mortal Kombat 2. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So, all right, brother. We are over an hour. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Um, and we will do another episode. Um, where we will be uh, more disciplined on the end. It was a great conversation. Yeah, yeah. The whole fucking reason, instead of just going off and giving life oh, lessons. Amanda, I agree. It was a great conversation. I had a good time, man. I appreciate you. I ain't looking at any other comments, really. Yeah, thanks for everybody that tuned in. I appreciate it. Where? Uh, if you want to check out oh, the page. You can find his stuff on here. Um, as soon as we chime off, I'm going to, uh, this video will post to my page, and then I'll shoot up on a story, and I'll tag you in it. You can find my man Mike at Beast Belts and Knives uh, right here on IG. He's got his website attached to his profile. Gorgeous stuff. Mm-hmm. I've seen it, I felt it. I've smelled it. I smell everything. That's all process stuff. But gorgeous work, man. You spent your whole life, you know, getting ready for this business that you're doing now. So it shows, man. You make great work, and you're a good dude, and um, we appreciate you thank coming. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely, buddy. Um, where are you setting up your next table? I haven't decided yet. We have the Azalea festivals actually happening this weekend in town. I wanted to do that, but man, it's so fucking hard. Pardon my French. I, you know, online cussing. Um, it's hard because all the custom orders, you know. Yeah. So I got custom orders. I make things. I sell them. They're gone. I have nothing to show, you know. And then when I go to a like my booth this weekend, I, I only had a few things out. It's like, you know, you order a belt, you know. This is so just that's this... the whole idea too. No, this is just an this idea. Is... That the custom um, Harley seat that you did, that was dope, yeah. man. So and the pictures are good too. So maybe get a get a nice eight by ten colored picture printed of that and put it in like a yeah. plastic 
applied and have that on the table. Be like, hey, I do custom well, that's stuff. Part, that's part of the whole thing, too. That's part of my learning curve as well is uh, figuring out every single little thing. But that's like to make myself an amazing vendor. I don't want to make myself an amazing vendor. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I, I don't want to dedicate myself to making uh, certain things all the time. Like right now I have three, three bags that I'm sitting on, uh, tote bags. Um, you know, they're real pretty, real nice. Like I didn't sell them at this rich place I was at. So I, I think I'd rather, <clears throat> I mean, hell, you gotta, I got to make things. I, I'm going to try and what I'm really wanting to do is just focus on making items. And when I make them, I will post them to the website. I think I'm going to move my website over from like a, packaged goods or this kind of one thing, which is never just one thing. I have several different one things. So I think I'm going to make a product exclusively promote that one product and sell that one product, you know? So if I make a tote bag, I'm going to promote that one tote bag, put it on the website and say, Hey, this tote bag's for sale. Yeah. I'm going to start doing more auctions because my auctions have worked so far. Nice. But I want to try and broaden my audience. I just got myself up to about 900 followers, which isn't much right now at all. But I'm really late to the game with Instagram and stuff, you know, so it's taken me a little while. Plus, I'm not paying for followers. Everything's straight. I got real followers. Everything is generic, you know, like everything's real. Yeah. You know, I got real eyes. Not. I'd rather have 900 real eyes than 45,000 computers in China, you know. So um, so that's one thing. So I think that's how I'm going to probably work the format. Um, And if I have time in between, I'm still going to do what I always did and keep producing what I can. Cause that's one thing I did learn. And we mentioned Tim from the grind before he really was like a driving force for me and helped push me to move forward with certain ideas. And he's got a winning platform. So a guy like him is good to listen to, but he has a different product. So I have to tweak what I'm doing compared to what he does. You know, I can't just go somewhere and be like, Hey, make me a bunch of belts and I'm going to sell belts on my website. It doesn't work that easily. I have to make everything and you, I can only do so much. Do you still make bracelets for him to sell? Yes. Well, actually, last batch of bracelets I made for him, I think, was before my surgery. But I, I got him a whole bunch. Um, but he lets me know if he needs more and stuff. I want to try and – I don't really sell my ideas too much to him or anybody else. Cause I, don't, I feel like I don't want to be, like, pushy. You know, it's kind of weird. Like, we were talking about, oh, you got to make your presence known. But some things, I don't know. I think, like, guys like him, he knows what he wants. So I just let – you know, hey, Mike, could you do this? Sure, I'll, I'll, I'm all ears. Yeah. Funny. He's not afraid to ask a question. No, I agree. But I think that, no, I, I understand totally what you're saying. But I think if you had a good idea that you think would work for him, then I think you certainly should mention it. But not a whole, oh, about well, this and this and this. It's funny with Tim, yeah. though, because being from the military, we do coins. I don't know. Have you seen coins? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Those, no, I've been wanting to do coins for the longest time, man. I want to get some coins made. Well, I asked Tim, this was several months ago. Because uh, we we chat Tim from the grind again is who we're talking about great dude great family I love how he how open he is with showing his family and everything their their new um, it's almost like a compound not to make it sound militarized but their new house is awesome yeah, yeah. Um, but I I mentioned several months back I was like hey man you ever thought about doing coins and he was like yeah I thought about it but you know I'm not military even though some of my following is I just don't know that there's market for it and then literally like the next month or two I see him selling coins I'm like you a hole. I just asked you if you're gonna sell coins, and he said no. I've got, I've got. Yeah, it was like, it was like, I was with him when he was making that move. It was like an experimental thing. He tried went, out, and he was all pissed off, like fuck these motherfuckers cost me like forty five dollars a piece, you know. And how the fuck am I gonna sell them? You know what I mean? So that's where I was at too. And the problem is, I'm a lot, dude. There's a lot of coins out there. They're from China, you know. But there are. And I don't the, want to seize Chinese ass coins. But military, we're looking for them. We're getting CW coins. We're getting capitalism coins. Um, but because any military guy or anybody, any association, I mean, I love, I've got a whole table, like, of my coins. Well, it's not just military. Like, everybody's got coins now. It's like, I got, yeah. like, everybody, the EDC community is, loves their coins as well, you know? Oh, so, yeah, he did two of them. The first batch ran out, and I was so upset because he did, uh, I'm going to show the, the, the first one that he did, the expensive ones ran out first because he did a black, well, I'll show that first. He did the black background, right? And these are just dope. You can see how it's engraved. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, uh, so it was the black like that, or I think gold on gold. And I had it in my cart, and I messaged him. I'm like, hey, man, should I get the black or the gold? And no response until the next day. And when I went in there, they sold out in less than 24 hours, that first expensive batch. I was like, yeah, I missed it. And the next run he did, like, you can tell the difference. These are, like, etched, whatever. They're not engraved as much. You can yeah. tell 
size difference and everything. So like this one. Was yeah. See, but, but see, here's the funny thing, and this is my dilemma with the coins. That nice coin you have, the big heavy one. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember the manufacturer or whatever, but I wouldn't be surprised if that was like a Chinese-made coin and all that kind of stuff, you know. But then again, no, I know Tim, and I know he likes to work with uh, local guys. He's like me. But well, that one, this one's local. That was made by a buddy of mine, actually. Yep. He's you know, he's a raider. Um, yeah. Yes, you told me that we talked about him too. Yeah, he's a really good dude. All that, you know. So I'd rather even even if that the look might not be there in that other coin. Yeah. I'd rather get it. I would do the, you know, I mean, they're still, that's still a very decent size. That's the standard size. I think really that's bigger. Yeah. You know, and if this would be like a special edition, I would do something heavier like that. But I think these were 20 bucks on the site. Maybe very doable. You know, yeah, it's more realistic. Yeah. And those, the other ones like that, he lost money. You, you paid him less than he paid for that coin. I promise you. Uh, I think he broke even. I think Maybe, he was shipping and everything. It was very close. I know he didn't make money on it, yeah. Um, but he did a second. Yeah. That's how I got this one. He did a second run of these more expensive ones. Because that's yeah. how I got oh, Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, well, I want to get my gorilla done. That would be nice. But again, you know, money buys honey. So that's I ain't true. got much honey in the arm now. But <laughs> if you, if you want, uh, again, table setups, that was something I got real good at in recruiting. Um, I'm more than happy to help you out with that. We can talk offline. We won't, we won't be bullshit. On yeah. This, but... Yeah. No, it's also uh, more dedication, like, you know, taking notes and making sure I do, but you know, it's like we said earlier, it's, it's more work. It's more fucking work. Now it's more of me doing more research on getting more stuff and this, and it's like, Oh God damn it. But I need that setup... time to make product. So I agree, but table setups are going to be great. It's getting your name out there, man. I know it. I know. I know. I know. Hey, I got rid of a thousand business cards, so that's always a good thing, you know. Like I said, this summer I, I promised myself, as much as I don't want to go out and deal with the public like that, man, no problem with it. It's not like I'm afraid of people, but it's just like you know, yeah, we all get like that. I don't want to get out of bed, you know what I mean? Like that mentality. Yeah. I don't want to fucking load up my van and haul this bullshit and stand there all day and sell one thing and barely break even. But you know, it's it's discouraging. It's hard. It's annoying, but. Sometimes it pays off too. You got to do it every day. I used to sell my paintings in Manhattan back in the day. You know, a lot of times I go at home, you know, empty-handed, no money at all. I, all my paintings, I'm just. I went to Manhattan all day, froze my ass off for no reason. Other times, I'd be like, "Holy shit! I just sold everything. I made fucking two thousand dollars." You mean? know, like whatever. So, all right, brother. We. Well, I would do this. Uh, Mike, thank you very much, Mike. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna post this up. I tag you. Go check out his stuff. It's gorgeous products, and uh, I'll be talking to you again soon, brother. All right, brother. Be uh, good. I'll talk to you.